This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to More Than Conquerors and the Bible study radio ministry of Pastor Ray Hagistilianos as he continues for the next four days in this powerful broadcast of his popular 11-day series, Setting Your Spiritual Priorities. In his opening four days of instruction, because they involved a direct relationship with the Father himself, Pastor taught on two of the most intimate priorities, seeking a closer fellowship with God and developing a stronger faith walk with Him through a more intimate, personal prayer life. But over the next four days of this series, however, Pastor will highlight the importance of recognizing and practicing the more practical priorities that are designed to assure a better life, learning to trust God, practicing forgiveness, and imitating those whose lives evidence God's favor. Now, here's Pastor with more on how you can best improve on those practical, spiritual priorities, especially those that will personally benefit you and strengthen your all-important love walk. I want to call your attention. You don't have to open to it. Why don't you actually open up to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. We'll go there first. But before I get there, I just want to give a little um, review. A couple weeks ago, we started talking about on Thursday nights. This has been our Thursday night uh, series of messages. And I've called it First Things First. First Things First. And it's really a message on priorities. Priorities. Now, I know you've heard all kinds of teachings on priorities. You know, what is, what is it, church first or family first? You know, is it family second, church first? Friend? You know, I'm not going down that direction. Really, what I'm talking about are personal priorities. Even if you're a married person, I think this is really important for you to know and to understand that even if you are a married person um, and you are one flesh and you're joined together, you still have a responsibility individually uh, in your walk, in your personal walk with God. As a matter of fact, I'm a firm believer that, because, um, you know, you've heard, you've heard people say, that, and this is true, you know, you ought to pray together as a couple, and you ought to study the Word together as a couple, and you ought to do all these things, which is absolutely the truth, and I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, try to, um, you know, knock that down or talk against that. But that being said, and that, that being true, I think it's equally as true that every individual, even if you're married, you need to have your personal time with God. And you have to find that personal time um, apart from your spouse uh, to develop in some of the personal priorities that we've been discussing and we've been talking about. Uh, you know, uh, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a clear illustration. You know, if you don't take care of yourself first, everybody else who is under your care is going to suffer. Let me give you a simple illustration. How many of you have flown in an airplane? You all better raise your hand. Otherwise, we're going to pray for the, break the spirit of fear or something or poverty. But anyway, you know, at one point when you're getting ready to take off, the stewardess or the steward comes out and he goes through a whole litany of things. And he says, now, if there is sudden loss of pressure in the cabin, air masks are going to drop from the ceiling, right? Don't ever want to see that happen. And he says, uh, take it and put it on your face and pull the string and 
breathe deeply and the airbag is not going to, you know, don't panic. In other words, if you don't see the bag expand because air is flowing. But it says if you're traveling with a young child or someone who cannot assist themselves, take care of, the, of yourself first, then attend to them. And it's so interesting because if you don't take care of yourself first, I just, I think every time I fly, I just, I, I, when I stop at that part, and I, it reminds me of being sure that, we, that I am taking care of me first before I try to take care of anybody else. Because if you, listen, if you're not breathing, if you're not sucking air, you're not going to be any help for anybody else. And our, our tendency sometimes is to always over, overdo it with trying to help others and often at our own expense. Amen. Is everybody with me? Yeah. You see? And if you get those priorities out of whack, it's going to affect not only you, but it's going to affect everybody else that's under you. Because you can't help anybody until you help yourself first. You're not going to be strong for anybody until you have worked on your own strength. You're not going to be able to give wisdom to anybody else until you have received the wisdom from God and the instruction from God. So I'm talking about personal priorities that really are very simple things that you all know and we talk about in so many different ways, but I'm just kind of restating them and re, you know, juggling them around and putting them in different order just to be kind of a constant reminder because my experience pastoring all these years and being in the ministry all these years, I have noticed, I've seen, I've found that it is so easy to get things out of priority, get our priorities mixed up and get things out of order. When our priorities are not in, in good order, everything else suffers. Amen. Everything else is hurt by our lack of keeping things in proper order and keeping our priorities right. So um, just I think I gave you these definitions, but for the sake of those that are joining with us for the first time tonight, um, these are, this is what the definition of priorities is. And I, I just love these definitions. It's something that is more important than other things and that needs to be done or dealt with first. You got it. Everybody say, keep first things first. We got to keep, and the first things that we have got to keep first in our life is our personal priorities with God and what He has already outlined in His Word that we ought to focus in on and make as our priorities in life. And we're going to talk about it. We talked about a few of them. Here's another definition of the word priorities priorities are the things that someone cares about. And thinks are important. Wow. Cares about and thinks are important. Um, here, here's another definition. Something given special attention. That's really important. Because these personal priorities really need our special attention. And as we talk about each one of them, I found in my life that if I don't give special attention to all these different areas, if I'm not constantly thinking about them and putting my attention on them, somehow they slip away. And somehow, it's so, I don't, how many of you would agree with me that the spiritual things that we know that we should be doing, the things that we, we've already been instructed by in the Word, slip away so easily, and we, we seem to get so, you know, distracted, and the things of the world come, the pressures, and, and, and you see, when, when, when we're not constantly adjusting ourselves, you like that word? Adjusting ourselves and making sure and taking, here, taking inventory of our own lives. Taking a good hard look at our own lives to make sure that our priority, our personal priorities as they pertain to our spiritual growth and our spiritual walk with God are in proper order 
You see, uh, if, we, if we don't do that, we're going to find that things are going to slip out of order and we're going to find ourselves lagging instead of progressing and developing and growing. How many of you can give me a better amen than that? All right. So, so another definition, which was good, was says it, it's something that's highest or higher in importance, rank, or privilege. Something that is high in our order or list of importance. And it's interesting because I think, this is just my personal opinion, personally, I think that most believers have their priorities out of order. And I think that you think that you're thinking things, certain things are important that I'm telling you are not as important as the things that we've been talking about. And I'll tell you why you think they're more important, because you will blow away these things that I'm talking about and that are outlined in the word, these spiritual priorities, and you will jump right over to those natural priorities. And that's just a, that's just a, that's just a, a clear indication or an indicator that you're, you're not really trusting God. You're, 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 you're more focused on doing the natural things and getting, putting your attention. Because you, you, you think your business is more important than these spiritual priorities. You think your money is more important than these spiritual priorities. Because you will, you will get up early and go to work and labor all day and come home late and not even miss lunch, breakfast, dinner. You'll do all kinds of things to run your business or to do your job, but you won't do the same and give these issues that we're talking about the same, these spiritual things, the same time or the same kind of attention. That means that your spiritual priorities is out of order. And if they're out of order, they're going to affect your life. And you don't, you know, uh, for those of us that have, you know, know God and been serving God, we know that when, when you put God first, when you put first things first, now let me give you the verse, Matthew's Gospel 633, you don't have to open to it. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, if you've studied the verses before verse 33, you find out that what Jesus is talking about are all the things that are necessary for life in this natural world. Because he starts out by saying, the birds of the air, you see how, how they eat, no, they don't freak out. You know, I'm just giving you Pastor Ray's version, right? The lilies of the field, they're, they're beautiful. They don't freak out. Nature isn't freaking out because nature is just submitted to God and God provides for them. And, and then he brings it all down and he says, aren't you of more value than a sparrow? And if God takes care of the sparrows, isn't he going to take care of you? Come on, they wrote a whole song. His eye is on the sparrow. You, know, you want me to sing it for you? you know, and I know he's going to take care of me, right? If he takes care of sparrows. So, so we can't freak out and can't put all, you know, make these earthly things our priorities over the godly things or over the spiritual things or over the things of the kingdom of God. And, and, you know, this is, uh, this is something that we as believers have to hear over and over and over again. It's, it's like chiropractic. It's spiritual chiropractic. Now, I used to, you know, I've tried different chiropractors. And what they do is they adjust you. But you have to go, keep going back because as quickly as they adjust you, you seem to come out of adjustment. You know, they crack and everything. You feel great and taller, but by the end of the week, you feel all crooked again. Anybody know? And that's how a lot of Christians are, man. You're all straight, straightened out when you come on Sunday, but by the time Monday afternoon comes, you're all crooked again. So you got to get back to church on Thursday to get straightened out again, and by Friday, you're already crooked again, you know? So that's why you got to come back on Sunday and get fixed up again and get straightened out. So you can, 
you know, we, we get out of we get out of adjustment. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's why we need to be in church and we need to hear the word and we need we need a preacher that's gonna and a teacher that's gonna adjust us and uh, help us to keep help us to keep walking straight. Can't have any crooked walkers <laughs> in the body of Christ, right? So God wants us to to seek him first and to seek the things of God first. And, and the truth of the matter is when you seek God first and you put God first in your life and you seek the godly things and the things of the word and the principles of God's word, you put those first in your life, your life's going to be blessed. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't know a person who practices what I'm talking about right now that isn't peaceful and happy and joyful and has a life full of abundance in every sense of the word. Because the principle is you seek God first. You keep putting God first in your life and the kingdom of God. Do you all all understand what I'm saying? That you seek first the kingdom of God. That means this, 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 the church that he's building on this earth. This, this organization on the earth. This is his kingdom on the earth. You seek this first. And he says, all the things that you need and desire are going to be added to you. I, I look at it like this. I put my attention on God. I seek God's things first. I keep my spiritual priorities in the right order. I do with God. I do keep first things first. And, and listen, listen, listen to me. It's almost like you become magnetized. It's the only way I can describe it. You become magnetized. What do you mean, Pastor, magnetized? It means as you keep your priorities right, as you're walking through life, all the things that you need just begin to attach themselves to you. Did you ever take a magnet, you know, and, and you have metal filings, and you take the magnet, and you just kind of, you kind of run the magnet over, and those, those filings just, just jump up, and they attach themselves. So when, you, when you keep first things first, and you keep God first, and you keep your priorities right, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be like magnetized, and, and the blessings, and the things that you desire, the things you want, don't get so hung up on those things. You know, don't get so focused on that. Be focused on the spiritual things. Be focused on, on growing and keeping your, your spiritual priorities in order. So, we said all that, and let's just go over. We talked about the number one spiritual priority is our fellowship with God. Amen. Not relationship, because the minute you got born again, you were put in right relationship with God. You ought to have peace about that. Amen? I'm in relationship with God. How many of you are born again, know that you're born again? All right? You, 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 you received and accepted? accepted Christ. Well, the minute you did that, you were put into relationship with God. But just because you're in relationship doesn't mean that you're having strong fellowship. Because, you know, it's not a one-sided, you know, it's like you could, how many of you are married? How many of you, put your hand down, how many of you agree with me that you're married and you're in marriage relationship, but sometimes you don't have very good fellowship? And don't lie, because you, many of you sat in my office telling me, he doesn't talk to me, he gets up in the morning, goes right to work, he comes back, he never pays attention to me. She does this, she does that. So, come on, it's, it's true that you, you can be in relationship and not have really good fellowship. Have really good fellowship. So, number one priority in our life is that we need to have fellowship with God, which means that we need to carve out some time where we just spend time talking with God and communicating with God, not where we're just asking him for stuff. Are you all hearing me back there or what? Are you all awake? Is everybody okay back there on that side? 
it's, it's not that we're always asking God to do something or asking God for something. Sometimes we're just telling God, God, I'm not here today to ask you for anything. I'm here today just to tell you that I love you. I'm just here today to tell you that I'm yours. I am a clean slate. Just give me my orders for this day. Come on, y'all, y'all with me. See, fellowshipping with God uh, doesn't always mean that I'm asking. Sometimes it doesn't mean I'm always talking. Sometimes I'm just listening. Right? So fellowshipping with God, it was the number one thing. Number two, we got to last week, we talked about developing our faith. You've got to realize that uh, we, we've been called in this life to walk and to live by faith. Not just to use faith like a spare tire. The only time we think about it is when it's flat. It's like a spare tire, right? How many of you thought about your spare tire when you were driving to church today? Nobody. You didn't think about your... Somebody, don't be a wise guy. I heard somebody think that. Say, I have run flat tires. No, how many of you think about your spare tire? You never think about your spare tire unless you have a flat. That's when you think about your spare tire. Well, that's how people treat faith. The only time we think about faith is when we have a need or a desire or something happens in our lives. Oh, my God, now I've got to start praying. Oh, God, somebody pray for me. Somebody help me. That's when we begin to activate our faith. But we need to know we need to use our faith every day. Our faith needs to be activated and has to be ready to work. One of the things that we do in the gym that I do every time I'm in the gym is that we go through a warm-up. We activate certain muscles like if we're going to train, you know, like, like today I, I trained, I, I did deadlifting. So deadlifting engages all lower body. So before you actually get to the heavy weights, you have to activate those muscles. Because if you, if you try to lift the heavy stuff before you, you activate those muscles, you, it goes into spasm, man. And there are a lot, of, a lot of Christians I know that are in spasms. Your faith is spasming out, man. And it's because you haven't activated it on a regular basis. You've got to activate those muscles before you go for the heavy stuff, for the heavy lifting. Otherwise, you're going to hurt yourself, you see. So it's the same way with faith. Faith needs to be activated every day of our lives. Every morning you wake up, you realize that I'm going to take this day by faith. This, I, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to, I'm going to yield to God. I'm going, to, I'm going to seek him today. So it's not a matter of just using faith when you need something or when you want something. Every day. I use my faith for the, even the simplest things. You're going to all laugh. You know, sometimes I pray before I go to the supermarket, God, give me a good parking space. I mean, you know, that may seem silly and frivolous, but sometimes I'm in a hurry. I got to go, man. I can't park a mile away. I got an appointment. I've got to meet somebody. I've got something to do, right? So, so you, need, you need to use your faith on a daily basis and activate it every day. Activate your faith. That's a spiritual priority. And often, a lot of people don't do that. I mean, you just get up and go through life, you know. You know, hey, God, how you doing today? Praise the Lord, love you. And you just go back doing work and you don't even think. I mean, you're not activating your faith. Everything, you see, again, like the Bible says, and we looked at these verses last time, it says that the just shall live by faith, right? You walk by faith and not by sight, and uh, so, so life should be a, a lifestyle for the believer, not just in an occasional event when you need something or you want something or there's a tragedy in your life. 
Every day you trust God. Every day, every single day, you put your trust and you activate your faith. You say, I'm going to take this day by faith. I'm going to trust your God. Today's going to be a day of increase. Today's going to, today I believe you that you're going to take me down the right paths. Today I believe you. And, I, and then you begin to confess the word over it, man. Then, then things start to really explode when you start laying the word on it. God, my, my, the, the end of this day is going to prove to be better than its start. Because I'm trusting you to give me the wisdom and the instruction and the guidance through it every day. Faith is a lifestyle, man. And uh, I can't live. Everything that I've done in my life, everywhere I am, everything that I've accomplished, everything that I have has been the work of faith. Because a lot of what I've done in my life, I didn't know what I was doing when I set out to do it. I wasn't comfortable doing it when I set out to do it. As a matter of fact, sometimes I was scared, shaking in my boots. But I did it. And I did it by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, so every day we need to use our faith. And I hope that you're growing. You're never going to get. You're never going to get to a better place. You're never going to get beyond where you are until you learn to activate your faith every day. Begin to activate it in the smallest ways over the smallest things and begin to see how your faith will grow stronger when you use it. It's just like muscle. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't use the muscle, the muscle atrophies and it becomes weak. But when you use that muscle and force that muscle and press that muscle, you tell it to grow and it grows. It'll start to grow. The reason why I found out, it took me all these years to find out the reason why I have any muscle is because I didn't tell it to grow. I didn't give it any heavy load to make it grow. Now, you start giving it some load, and you start pressing that load, and muscles are going to grow. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, it's the truth. And faith is like a muscle. You've got to use it. Otherwise, it just kind of lays dormant in your life. So are you believing God for something? Do you have your sights on something? Are you, are you exercising your faith every day? Are you trusting Him? Are you confessing the Word of God over that? Right? So that takes me to our third, third priority uh, tonight. And we'll talk about this for the next few minutes. And that kind of was a segue into it. But the third priority I want to do, talk about tonight is learning and doing the Word of God. Learning and doing the Word of God. Now, I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how much you've read the Bible. I don't care how wonderfully intelligent you think you are on spiritual things or the Word of God or the Bible. You have not learned everything. What you have to understand is that the Word of God is, according to to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, is active and living. Active and living. Active and living. It's called the living Word of God. That's why this church is called the living Word, because we believe that the Word is active and living. It's alive. Anything that is alive is constantly growing. And the Word of God, in in this sense, it's living in this sense that it is constantly revealing something about itself that we don't know. You can read a verse a thousand times and think you know it. And all of a sudden, on that thousand and one time that you read it, bam, something opens up that you never saw before. And you know, it's interesting. You see, this this is how God works. You know, we have needs, we, we, we want instruction, we, we have emotional things, physical things, mental things, we're, we're seeking God, and, and, and sometimes we spend more time praying about these things, which is okay, but we forget that the Word is our answer book. 
And the word is constantly instructing us. And you could read a verse that you know, but you read it in a certain season of your life, in a certain time of your life, in a, in a, in a particular time when you have a need, and bam, all of a sudden that verse means something totally different. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.